everyone. Welcome to Date Night. My name is Patrice. And I'm Joe. And uh, today our theme is stand-up comedy. So we're going to be reviewing going to stand-up comedy shows, open mics, any specific comedian um, as a date. So what are your first thoughts on that, Joe? Does it does this include watching comedy specials at home? Um, no, it does not. Okay, so this is exclusively going out. Yes. Okay. I think it's a good date, personally. I think that if you're somebody who likes to have a drink or two, this is almost one of the best activities you can do, especially with somebody. I think it's good when you're first getting to know someone, because mm-hmm. you'll get to really see their sense of humor. You'll see where you share things in common uh, when it comes to jokes and you know a sense of humor but you'll also see what they don't like which is probably equally as important and even when you've been with someone for a long time i think it's it's still beneficial in those ways but it can also really deepen the sense of humor that you have like a shared sense of humor in a relationship like i think about us and i think about shows that we've been to that we've both really enjoyed and the number of inside jokes or references that have come out of that. I feel like if we see a good comedy show, probably for the next week, we're still benefiting. And I mean, I think we even, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's stuff that we say that's from like random comedy shows that we've been to. So I think that's really great. It's really good for a relationship. I completely agree. Um, with everything that you said, I think it's a great first date and it's also a really good bonding experience for people that have been dating for a long time for everything that you've mentioned, um, with inside jokes, but also, you know, I feel like it builds character to see people like bomb together, you know? Oh, sure. And, um, I do think we have inside jokes, but there's not any that come off the top of, oh, they may also not be appropriate, I'm thinking. No, there's the one there's the one that is appropriate, the Russian guy that he at the at, uh, in Seattle. Yes, yes, wash it properly, yes. Oh yeah, properly. Anyways, yeah. nobody's gonna get that joke, but that's just no, it's okay though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's good. I, I I like what you said about people bombing on stage. That really is a character building experience if you have to watch someone just suffer for five minutes in front of you. Yeah, no, that's good. And I would even add that the first couple times that we saw stand-up, like open mics or stand-up shows together, and I would see people bomb, you were nervous to be with me because I would clench up really easily and I would like grab right. your hand and I was like visibly and like just visibly like super upset about seeing people bomb. Um but now I feel like I'm way better and I don't care as much. And uh, I think that's because, you know, we've we've been to a lot of shows together. So I agree. I think that you and I are at, le- at least in the beginning, we're such polar opposites in front of people who are bombing, because I feel like when someone's bombing in front of me, I just I have a neutral expression. Maybe I'm even giving them a, a bit of a forced smile to sort of be like. <laughs> hey, you know what man just hey just keep trying you know you're gonna you'll let something but then i have to say that your 
expressions are a bit more of the oh my god come on man get it together and that's hard I I would not want to bomb in front of in front of 2022 oh I just doxed you all right okay I will you want to beep I'll it I'll beep it it's fine okay. don't worry about it um yeah no I I agree and I think that that might be something worth mentioning too is that you have to make sure that whoever you're going on this date with can balance you out a little bit um because you don't want to go you don't want two of me to go on a date together true seeing well two of 2022 me or 2021 me to go um to the show like to a stand-up show together because I feel like that would be that would be pretty bad and like you would both be like way too nervous whereas yeah. I think that I've learned to chill out a bit because of you you know so yeah and I've learned that it's okay to make angry expressions <laughs> at people when they're not making you laugh <laughs> you don't do that yeah. uh well I don't make them feel good about themselves so maybe <laughs> that's true okay we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the specifics of of uh, this type of date, but first we're going to do our segments. So we're starting off with our top fives. Um, so that's ranking five comedians blindly, and we're going to take turns doing so. Um, do you want to go first or should I go first? I'll list i'll give my list first because i'm sure we're gonna have names in common so i want it to seem like you stole my idea all right even though i've done this i had this prepped last week and you prepped this today okay that's okay people don't need to know that (laughs) so i'm gonna start off with tom segura okay i really like tom segura um but I'm nervous about who you're going to say next because you you might give me some really good ones or some really bad ones. I don't know. I'm going to put Tom Segura at number three. Okay. Next, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is going to be... Okay, I want to put Joe Rogan at number five, but I just, I feel like you're going to give me someone horrible and I'm nervous. So I... Okay, you know what? I'm gonna just I'm just gonna put Joe Rogan at number number five because I haven't seen many of his skits, and that's because I don't like them very much. So I purposely avoid them. So I'm just okay, gonna so put him at number five. You got Tom at three, Joe at five. Yeah. My next name is Louis C.K. Okay, Louis C.K. I am gonna. So Louis C.K. was my favorite for a really long time. Um, okay, I'm going to put him at number two. Okay. Dave Chappelle. Okay, number number four. Dave Chappelle, number four. Okay. And now, wait a second. Okay, number four. So I have number yeah. one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's funny. Your number one is Brendan Schaub. Oh, no. Good job. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hey, that's oh. a good that's a good first round pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously I would if I were to change the list, I would put him last and then I would bump everybody else up. 
Yeah. For those who don't know Brent, uh, Brendan Schaub, he's one of the top five probably worst comedians that's ever made it mainstream. So check yeah. him out. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Davy. Okay. Stavros, uh, whatever. Uh, he's got a very Greek last name too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's decent. Um, I think he's very good on podcasts. I really liked him on, yeah, I was, he was on Theo Vaughn's podcast. I like that one. His jokes are okay. His standup is just okay. I would put him at three. Okay. John Mulaney. Oh, John Mulaney's good. I'm, I'm only going to be ranking him based on the special or not the special, the, the show that we saw because we've seen him live and I haven't seen much of his other stuff. I would put him at two. Really? I thought his show was phenomenal. Oh, his show was excellent, but I'm also, I'm also taking into consideration this weird special that he had the kids, the lunch bunch group or whatever. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, I watched it with uh, with my sister, and oh, I didn't it was, know that. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It had some very good moments, but it was it was like okay overall. So I'm gonna put him at two. Okay, just to defend John Mulaney, I do think that is it's like generally regarded as one of his kind of worst, weirdest things that he's done. Although he did have a show that bombed, like he created a a sitcom that also bombed, but. Oh yeah, and he's still on Big Mouth. That for that he cannot be forgiven. <laughs> you liked Big Mouth, Big Mouth at the beginning. Well, yeah, sure. For like two seasons, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Next one is Joe Rogan. Okay, Joe Rogan. I don't know. He's okay. He's. I'll put him at four. All right, Jessica Kirsten. Okay, I've only really seen her clips on YouTube, and those might be her best moments but they are very good so i'll put her at one and andrew schultz is your last one in fifth place yeah i think he is probably better than joe rogan but that's a fine list to me okay yeah because his special we watched his special the one that he did like uh without netflix yeah that That wasn't bad yeah it wasn't bad okay i just um had some good moments yeah yeah, I agree. Had some good moments. Okay, now it's time for a Reddit react. So this one was posted on r slash ask Reddit. And I want you to answer this question to the best of your ability. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're doing okay. stand-up comedy for the first time ever. What would your opening joke be? Wow, what the... Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to pull a joke out of, out of thin air here. If I had to write a joke, well, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't pursue stand-up comedy. So there you go. I'm already, I shouldn't be answering this, but if I was going to write a joke, here's the criteria or the, the checklist I would have for my joke. I would want it to be about a highly relatable topic Mm -hmm. and I would also want it to be offensive in the way that I'm 
my joke would be about an opinion that nobody really has. Right. So, the, like... so yeah, I, I could give an example. Okay, give uh, an example, because right. I also thought of an example when you say that. Okay, right. I mean, really what this is, is I'm, it's kind of the Louis C.K. approach. Okay, this is this. exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. I think that's a... I think that's a repeatable formula that I could get behind it, theoretically. So, you know, as a joke, you might say like, man, traffic, traffic is horrible. If only uh, everybody just biked. Okay, whatever. That's not a, you know what? <laughs> this... <laughs> I know you're trying to keep it PG. Yeah. But actually, to be fair, I think a lot of people would be good with why doesn't everybody just bike? Okay, here, here's a better one. Okay, here's a better one that makes more sense. It's not funnier, but it makes more sense. Okay. Man, traffic is so terrible. Why don't we all just drive limousines so that there's no room for traffic? Okay, okay. That's kind of funny. You know, it's dumb, but whatever. So that's the type of thing I would do. But obviously, maybe about uh, more adult topics. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that that approach because I think that um that starting is really, really hard and it's really hard to ease into it and few people do it well. So it's almost funnier to just say something outrageous or like something weird right off the top because then it kind of addresses that awkwardness of starting. Um, but what I would do, and this is so embarrassing, but I actually have a note on my notes app on my phone of like things that I would say if I had to do a stand-up act and they're not good but I did think that if I were to start off uh like a segment like a five ten minute set I would I would just go the typical route which is addressing like the elephant in the room you know how people will be like oh yeah I know that I look like logic or something you know like um oh sure you know like the what is it him his name is Mecky something like the we we saw a clip on YouTube of this stand-up comedian who said that he that the only person he looks like is logic and he made a joke about it and it was a good opener I think um but anyways so the joke that I would make is I would make a joke about my name because they always introduce you when they when you like come on stage they're like oh like blah 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 will be coming on and I have a weird and unusual name so I would make a joke about my name mm, okay so they would introduce you and you'd get on stage and say something like thanks for coming out everybody I know by my name you were probably expecting a Nigerian prince but this is all you get <laughs> yeah maybe maybe okay. something like that I haven't you know figured out the details of it because I'm not sure. planning on doing it anytime soon but um something like that yeah yeah I think that's a solid opener all right okay um let's go to trade offer so you went first last time I'll go first this time so trade offer you lose all sense of humor but <laughs> your IQ goes up by 80 Nah, I wouldn't do it. Because the problem with that is I think that sense of humor, I think not having any sense of humor would probably make your life extremely miserable. 
and it's not worth it to be smarter just to hate your life. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe if I was a math professor or something, maybe if I felt like those 80 extra IQ points would unlock new potential for me and I'd be able to pursue my dreams of being some Nobel Prize winner, maybe then I would do it. But, you know, I got different dreams and goals and sense of humor is important for them. No, I'm with you. I agree. I wouldn't do it either. All right. My trade offer for you. Anytime you buy tickets to a show, they're automatically upgraded to front row seats. Best seats in the house. Okay. Okay. However, your sacrifice is that the opener of any show that you go to will horrendously bomb. As in, they'll be up there talking for five minutes or 10 minutes, like depending on where, where you're seeing them. And there's not a single laughable joke in there. The audience is dead silent and you're going to have to watch this person sweat for five or 10 minutes as they try to figure out how, like why nobody is laughing. All right. Well, I feel like what you're describing is basically our life, except now we have front row tickets. So <laughs> I, know. I don't think the openers are that bad. Normally. I think the openers we've seen have not been stellar. Like there's obviously some better than others, but like the, the, I mean, if you think about the show we saw in New West, for example. Yeah. The two oh, yeah, openers, true. huh? Yeah, true. Sorry, I was just was thinking of that one. Yeah. Then the two openers were like exactly what you're describing. Just the worst openers I've ever seen. So if I'm trading that and it's what, like 10 minutes of my time, that's fine. I'll be fine. I rather that and then I'm paying the same amount that I would if I were sitting in the back of the theater but now I'm at the front and I get to see my favorite comedian live and at the front I feel like that's uh that's fine because if it was the main act then I wouldn't do it but if it was just the opener that I think that's okay okay well fair enough that's I think you're underrating the torment of a of someone completely bombing because even the openers that we've seen that have really struggled there's at least some people chuckling there's some pity laughs. You know, there's something. This, I'm thinking dead silence in the audience. Like, not. But we've seen that before, too. No, we have. And I didn't like it. And yeah, but I could do it for 10 minutes if I'm getting the best seats. Okay. Minutes. But what if there, yeah, but what if it's like a John Mulaney where there's two openers, each one doing, I don't know, wouldn't they maybe do 10 minutes each? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Cause okay. I would, I would kill to be front row seats for John Mulaney. Cause our, tickets were like a hundred bucks each and I got them at pre-sale so it was 200 bucks to go to John Mulaney and we were far like really far we couldn't see his face so imagine how much it would be to be front row front row at a John Mulaney thing okay all right fair enough I, I want to go on record and say I would not do this deal though because okay I I think I would rather just have a little bit more comedy and being front row would be cool but I don't know, think the novelty would wear off. Maybe not though. Maybe maybe it would be amazing, life-changing. I'm not sure. 
Obviously. I think also it would be really cool to be front row when the person does a lot of um, crowd work. audience. What is it? Crowd work. Yeah. Like uh, Andrew Schultz does a lot of crowd work. Patrice. Yeah, that would be cool. But rest in peace, Patrice. He is no longer here. But, you know, like that would be fun to be front row when there's a lot of crowd work being done. I agree. Yeah. All right. She slash he is a 10, but and you're first on this one. Okay. He's a 10, but over the course of a year, just this just happens once in one year, maybe your first or second year of dating. He will force you. You're forced. You cannot opt out of this. You will be forced to watch all of Joe Rogan's comedy specials. How many does he have? I believe seven. Wow, that's a lot. Six or seven. Six or seven. Um. Okay, so in a year, I have to watch seven Joe Rogan comedy specials. Is it because he like really loves Joe Rogan and he wants to share? He thinks he's all right. Then why why am I forced? Well, he he really wants to watch them, but he really wants you to watch them with him. Okay, so that's his first time seeing it too. No, 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 no. He's seen them all before. And he just wants to watch them again? Yeah. Yeah, he just likes them. You know, he, he wants to watch them. And he's only gonna force you once because he thinks he can only get away with it once. Like he's gonna force me to watch one stand-up show once. No, no, no. He's going to force you to watch all of the specials one time. In his life, okay. he's going to watch them all hundreds of times. Like he's gonna, Every year, he's going to rewatch all of them. But you're just going to have to participate in that one time. Okay, well, that makes him probably like a seven. Okay, that's still pretty good. Yeah. I know what we're doing this weekend. Nope. Okay. All right, my turn. Okay. Um... She's a 10, but she does stand-up, and she's very bad at it, but she thinks she's very funny. Okay. She's a 2. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. It, I what? mean, it's, 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 a, it's fine if you're bad at stand-up, and you can admit, man, you know, this is tough. I'm not, really, I'm not doing well out there. I'm not really <laughs> getting the laughs that I wish I was. That's fine. But to think, oh man, you know, these jokes are these jokes are amazing. Why is the crowd this crowd sucks? This audience yeah. doesn't have a sense of humor. Or just even maybe even worse than that, hearing slight chuckles and thinking, man, I'm killing. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's worse, but I couldn't I couldn't deal with that. That's a, that's extremely unattractive. Yeah. No, I think I agree. I think that um do you remember that girl that was opening for that we saw twice in a row accidentally? Yeah, don't don't dox her. Don't be like, no, I'm oh, not gonna hey. dox her. But this is that's the girl that I'm thinking of when I say this because I think that she thinks she's really funny, but she's really not funny. No, you know what though? Just to defend her, I think it's entirely possible that she recognizes that she's a struggling comedian, but ultimately. She wants to get better and 
just because you know you're bad doesn't mean you can just like pull out good jokes I mean you know that one joke that she yeah. likes to do that like at every show yeah that, that is probably one of her better jokes and even though it's it's it'll get like five percent of people laughing for her like that is that's a win a small win so yeah no, okay. I get it yeah okay okay you're a nicer person than I am yeah sure. probably okay um I'm first this time, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Because you were first yeah, yeah. for the last one. Okay. Yeah, I just won. So. so beige versus green versus red flag. So your partner rewatches the same stand-up specials every two to three months. Oh, okay. But I, I'm not forced to watch them? No. <laughs> Okay, sure. That's a beige flag. That's that's cute and quirky. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to add another layer. Let's say that she asks you to watch and she's like grumpy for an hour if you say no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's still that's still a beige flag. I would say the first one is a green flag. Like there's nothing wrong with with like constantly rewatching stuff or watching it a few times a year. That's quirky. That's a green flag. Why does that? Why is that a green flag though? Because green well, flag I, to me is like it's a positive versus a beige is like oh it's quirky and it's cute, but there's it's not positive nor negative. Okay, uh, well I think that okay fine. In that case, then they're both beige flags. I think of green flag as just being essentially completely neutral or good, and then a beige flag is something that's not preferable. Like you don't want oh, your significant really? other to, to be me, yeah. Okay. But but it's it's about something that is maybe a quirk or a small flaw that endears you to that person. And so, you know, they're grumpy for an hour because you won't watch their their uh their specials. That's not good. I mean, you don't want that, but whatever, it's okay. That's just them being them. Okay. What if you have to watch it with them every two to three months? Okay. Then they can rewatch them with their next boyfriend. <laughs> okay. All right. Mine for you is red flag, beige flag, green flag. They hold the opinion that Bert Kreischer is hilarious and to highlight that point as an example of like how they view Burt Kreischer, they think that he carries the two bears podcast. And that is, I mean, <laughs> it, it would be nothing without him. Okay. That's a very interesting question because I've actually, I've only listened to the two bears podcast a couple of times and it was when Tom wasn't actually there. Cause he oh, had like, Tom a, wasn't there. Yeah. Cause he had a surgery oh. or something. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that Burr Kreischer was interviewing like Quentin Tarantino or something like that, like someone huge. And that's when I listened to it. But I've only seen clips of them interacting. Well, I think that's a beige flag because it's not a red flag because it's not entirely, it's not like a necessarily a wrong opinion. Because I right. do think, I do think Bert is funny. Um, I don't think he's like, you know, the most hilarious guy ever. But I think he plays a very important role in 
the Two Bears podcast. And I think I think him and Tom balance each other out really nicely because Bert is like kind of childish and has a lot of energy and is kind of goofy. And then Tom is like this grounding father presence, in my opinion. So I think they are a good match. And if you think that Bert is carrying, then then that's fine. I mean, he was carrying the day that Tom was yeah. away for a surgery and he interviewed Quentin Tar- Tarantino by himself. I think it was Quentin. I'm not 100% sure, but it was someone really big. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure the only episodes of that podcast I've listened to is when Bert isn't there. And then I've seen I've seen some of their stuff when it's the two of them. But yeah, okay. I also agree. Like, he's not... He's not chopped liver. He's not the worst, but yeah, yeah, he's beige. Definitely, yeah, definitely a beige one, I would say. Okay, cool. Okay, um, now we're going to dive into our theme a little bit more. So we've talked about it a little bit at the beginning. Uh, I want to hear from you. What was the favorite your like your favorite comedy show that we've been to together specifically, like? that we've been to together, not just on your own. Um, and what was good about it? What was bad about it? What are the pros and the cons of going to those types of dates, etc.? Okay. I will, I'll name a specific, I'll name a specific show, but then I'll also describe so for the potential listeners, kind of what, it, what the format was. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite show was the one in New York, we were, we went to, I think it's called the comic strip is the name of the the club. And the format of that show is a bunch of comedians doing five minute sets. And then one main head, like quote unquote headliner doing a 10 minute set. Does that seem accurate? It was something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to me that their sets were even longer than five minutes. But maybe that's just because how I'm remembering it. But I could, think yeah, right. could have been seven or eight, but but they were relatively short. And yeah, that night we must have seen probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine of those, maybe more even of those uh, of those comedians. Oh, so much more because we were there for like four hours, remember? Oh, I don't think it was that long, but maybe it was a bunch. Yeah, because we... the, yeah. I'm not thinking about the rapid fire that they did at the end. I'm thinking of like oh. the actual, the main. I think ones. it was more. I I would say at least ten or fifteen. Okay. All right. So yeah, yeah. Let's because it let's, was two yeah. hours. I think it was two hours for the main event, and then we stayed an additional hour for the rapid fire ones. I think it was three or four hours total, but I'm pretty sure the main event was two hours. Okay. So the main event, let's say a dozen or so comedians doing pretty rapid fire sets. And then they had a speed round at the end where comedians did two or I think three minute sets, depending on how much material they had. Mm -hmm. So that part sucked. I was, I mean, it just, because most people were trying out new material that wasn't working. And also by this point, it was really late and mostly everybody was gone. So tough, tough crowd, you know, I'm not one to say tough crowd, but that was a hell of a tough crowd. Yeah, but I really liked this format of seeing a bunch of different comedians, and it was a very small audience. I feel like thirty or forty people, maybe, mm-hmm. might have been there. Like it was pretty, pretty close group. And I think the the two main reasons I really liked this was because 
you got a ton of variety both in uh like good quality jokes future references things that can be become inside jokes and also people bombing so going back to what we said earlier about how both of those you get you get all that if you go to one of these shows which i think is fantastic the other thing that i really liked about this is that in this smaller group you get to engage a little bit with the comedians which i think is good because we got crowd worked a little bit which was great we participated like once or twice over the course of the show and i think that's a lot of fun because it's an extra layer it's it's just a little bit more engagement to make your date better plus it's a little bit more stress to test the two of you which i think is also good i agree and i think that i heard somewhere that if you want to go on a date with someone and you want to make sure you go on a second date, make sure you go that your first date has a lot of adrenaline and is kind of like stressful. So you go to a roller, like you do a roller coaster or you go see a stand-up show because then you associate that adrenaline with the person. I don't know if that's true. That might be pseudoscience, but that makes sense to yeah. me. I think that if you have like a significant experience with someone, you like bond to that person better too so I think that's why it also is a good first date but it's also a good date in general because it you know it adds more interesting things to to your life for sure now I want to I want to add one thing to this because yeah. while I think this is an ideal format for a date I think that it needs to be applied with surgical levels of precision because <laughs> we participated in this in a similar format similar similar ish format in Seattle which was also good mm -hmm. and we've done a similar ish format in New Westminster which was horrible I mean do you yes. remember that show that was yes 10 but, straight bombings yeah yes the the show we saw there was like an open mic specific for amateurs Whereas in Seattle and New York, a lot of these people had like Netflix specials or they were, they were on. Yeah. yeah, they were pros. They went on tour. And actually, I want to add, though, that we did meet some, especially in New York, I'm thinking of. We met like not not met, but like we saw two or three like professional comedians that have been in the business for like 20 or 30 years and who were bad, like who were not great at all. And then we saw some other ones who were brand new and they were awesome. Like some of the best comedy I've ever seen. So it's really, I think that for whatever reason, stand-up comedy is just not one of those things that it's like, oh, if you put in the 10,000 hours, you're going to have, <laughs> you're going to be just as good as, as the goats. Like you're, I think it is something that you have and like you, you yeah. just kind of have to have it. Um, and I know I'm the Debbie Downer of this podcast, but. I, no, I don't think so yeah um but uh just adding to that I I do agree I think that the New York show was really really good just to change my show that I I really enjoyed and that's because I I love love John Mulaney but I really loved the show that we saw him we saw of him um in Vancouver from his tour and that was just of just of him and I've seen specials of him before so I knew that he was going to be good. And I specifically bought tickets because I really love him. But I 
remember being at that show and being like, oh, this is like the best, one of the best, not even stand-up shows, but just the best shows in general that I've ever seen. I thought that he was even better than on Netflix. Like when I had seen him on Netflix, there was even, it was even more engaging, even more engaging and even more funny. Um, and that's just like another format as well, but that can also be, that's also very different because he's one of the biggest stand-up com comedians on earth and he's, and it's way less of a risk if I'm buying a ticket to go sure. see him. Yeah, you know whereas, the quality will be good. Exactly. Whereas when we take risks by like buying a $5 ticket to go to New West and they all bomb, then it's, then uh, those two things are just not as comparable. That's for sure. Yeah, though I will I will politely push back on your opinion there because or challenge it maybe is a better word for it because I don't think that going to see a comedy show with one main comedian that that is themselves a superstar I don't think that that makes a very good date because I don't think that it has enough variety and I think if you go and see someone like John Mulaney or Louis C.K. it's sort of like watching a movie it's good it might give you some things to talk about mm -hmm. but for that and for that hour or hour and a half hour however long they do you're not you're not even with the person on your date you're not even with your partner you're with the comedian they have you you they have your full attention whereas yeah. the rapid fire sets i guess so i guess the rule of thumb is don't go see an amateur night go to go to the pros pay the extra the extra 20 bucks and see 10 pros instead of 10 amateurs that way someone bombs it's great you turn to each other you've got a minute in between comedians and you're like oh my god what was what was that person thinking or you know wow they did better than i expected all things considered and i think those little bits of engagement between your date those are those are really what make it for me I see what you're saying, and I'm going to push back on that a little bit, sure. because I think that they're almost two completely different dates, but one of them is, like you said, you have much more engagement with your date, you can chat a little bit in between, and I think both are great for different reasons, because John Mulaney, I think we went to dinner before... And we had like a few other friends that we were with and we got to really discuss it in depth after. And and since John Mulaney is like a pretty big celebrity, um, I got to see, like he he referenced a GQ article that he had an interview for. Right, yeah. And I got to like look it up and find the article. And like, it was just, it, it just was really fun. And it is like watching a movie because you're not really engaging with your date, but you get to, it's like, it's like a very formal kind of fun evening because when you go to New York and you're at the comedy strip you're just wearing whatever clothes not that I was wearing any fancy clothes when I saw John Mulaney but like you're going to kind of a dingy place it's like a small room you're we were like eating because in New York just... not not for John Mulaney just no yeah in New York yeah. sorry we were um we we had to eat because we like were super tired from the plane and we hadn't been able to eat and things like that. Whereas when we went to go see John Mulaney, it was at a huge, nice theater. There was like over a thousand people. Um, 
it was huge. Like he was in a student tie. It was like way more formal. So oh. I think they're. I think that's his look, though. To be fair, but yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, it's his look. But what I mean is that they're. It's just like such different experiences. Like you don't, you're not eating any food when you see John Mulaney. You don't are. You're not like calling a waitress to come give you a drink. Like that's not happening. We didn't even have our phones. Like you had to lock up your phone, um, if you wanted to go in. So I think they're just like very different experiences, but. I think that in terms of a date, I would agree that you're right, that it would be, it's more engaging to be sitting there with your partner and then to have those little moments in between. Whereas maybe the quality of the comedy is going to be better if you go to your favorite comedian and you have an hour and a half with them, right? Yeah, I would say going to something like a John Mulaney on tour that's good if you've been with somebody for a long time and you both like that person and it's a good activity, but it, I don't really think you're going to bond much over it. At least not, not much more compared to watching a movie, for example. So yeah. that's why I would say it's not the best date. No, I would, I would agree. I do think it's a little bit more than a movie just because a movie is so isolated or sorry, is something that you can see again another time anytime that you want you know but right. whereas like seeing something live like that is like really isolated in space and time and you really yeah, have to be ephemeral. present yeah huh it's ephemeral i don't know what that means i hope i'm pronouncing that right or that's embarrassing yeah it's like it's it's only it's only here for a moment yeah exactly and i just find that like cool because even when i saw i know you didn't see it but i saw uh, John Mulaney's special that came out uh, after his tour. And it was a little bit different. There were some jokes that he mm-hmm. didn't include um, in his special versus... So there, there's things that, you know, only... Unique bits. Unique yeah. things that we've we've heard that are not on Netflix or anywhere else. So that's that's cool. I find that cool. I agree with that, yeah. Okay. Um... So I think we both agree that New York was the best show we've seen together. Is there any... For a date. For a date. Is there any... uh, And I think we both agree that the New West show was the worst we've seen together. The amateur night. Yeah. Yes. Because we've seen a couple there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely you don't want to go to one where there's too much bombing. Because although bombing builds character, it's not... It also builds boredom. It does. Yeah. Because you just get jaded. Like, all right, who's the next person that's going to talk to me and not even make me crack a goddamn smile? Exactly. Okay, so out of 10, how do we rate um, comedy specials or comedy nights as a date? You know what's interesting about these ratings? I don't remember the previous ratings I've given out. So I wonder if well, over I can time... Remind you. Oh, okay, sure. Maybe that'd them. be good. So for Pixar, you rated it a five out of ten. What really? I, That's generous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, well, actually, you said four, I think. Oh, okay. So, oh, you don't have this written down. You're just you're going off the top of your head. No, but I think we were hesitating between a four and a five out of ten, okay. and I think I bumped it up. Okay, I, it's okay. I, think, I actually don't okay. want to know. I don't want to and know then, the previous wait, 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 wait. And then the traveling, you said 10 out of 10. Ah, okay. Okay, fine. All right. Well, I was thinking 
I, w- I was thinking comedy comedy shows maybe around a seven i think that when they're good and when you have the ideal format when it's a when it's a when it's the right format and the show is good you maybe have 85 percent of the comedians do well eight between eight and 90 80 and 90 percent do well and they're like a little bit of bombing here and there i think that's excellent i think that's a date that's tough to beat i would put that date up against almost anything else i might even put that up against a weekend traveling trip right like i, I really would however it is unreliable. These these shows can be questionable in quality. And so I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten for that for that lack of consistency. Okay. I am going to give it an eight um for a very very similar reason that you said. But I would also argue that most dates that are worth trying and worth doing have a really high risk, high reward sort of situation um because same goes for traveling right you can go on a trip and then it turns out the weather is bad for that weekend or you know things go wrong your airbnb is not good like there's a bunch of things that could go wrong with traveling just like there's a bunch of things that can go wrong with uh with a comedy show but whereas like safer dates you know like going for a walk and gonna going to get brunch or walking around the park those kind of safer dates rank lower for me because they're safer and they're predictable um and i'm ranking it as an eight because i think that so far they've been even shows that have really bombed just have been a good learning experience because now we know that we're not going to go back to just amateur nights we know that we're going to choose some more like experienced comedy shows to go to. Um, and now I think we also have a pretty good idea of where to go, which venues to avoid, which like locations or whatever to, to go for. Um, and there's some places with better comedy scenes than others too. So yeah, I'm rating it as an eight because I always find it super exciting. And even if it's, you know, even if it's 50% bombing, there's still a lot to talk about and there's still some really good moments. Um, and then you really start to root for people that even are like mildly funny when people are are bombing. So I I think it's an eight for me because also I'm thinking and, you know, like it's hard for me to even think of a nine. If If 10 is traveling and eight is comedy, then... I, I mean, yeah, I don't know either, but I mean, that's going to be on you to come up with the next topic. And eventually you'll have gone through so many topics. We'll find that nine. Yeah, we will. We will. We will. Okay. So I think that's it for today. Um, make sure to rate us five stars and to subscribe. What the? Yes. We got to encourage our listeners to, you know, interact. Okay. Well, I don't think you should tell Bob what to do. Let him listen and do whatever he wants. (laughs) Okay. Rate us however you want us. You want to rate us. And um, send us an email if you want us to cover any dates that you're interested in. We have an email in the show notes. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Tune in next week for when date night goes over the 
dates at the dentist office. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to be our topic, but you'll see. 